This is The Jerry Callahan Show. mean I need to start looking for a new producer. I've only had Ironhead for, uh, how long has it been? Two months? I don't even know. Something like Two that. Two months. And uh, we uh, hook up this morning, Monday, May uh, 9th. And he looks at me and says, I don't know. Uh, I might I might just quit. I'm like, huh? Well, yeah. hit, hit the big parlay last. First of all, first of all, I had a feeling that you would not be focused today, that you would not be well prepared because... As uh, I saw on Twitter, there was some stupid wrestling event last night, which means that uh, my producer, despite the fact that he's got a couple little kids at home and like six jobs, <laughs> I figured he would not be focused. I think I'm right because backlash was uh, last night. Did uh, I, it, it was it was local too, wasn't it? In Providence? Yeah, it was in Providence. I'm surprised you know. I didn't watch it though, to be honest. Oh, you didn't? No goods. No. Why didn't you watch it? Because it was Mother's Day and you wanted to spend time with your family? Or what? why did you miss it? It looked like a big event I had a, for, res- for wrestling morons like you. It looked like a big day. <laughs> I had money on the Sixers game, so I was watching that. You know what's scary? There was probably like thousands of people in the audience who took their mothers, you know, or yeah. took their wives yeah. because that's, you know, what they do for fun, go to uh, wrestling events. So fun. you weren't, weren't locked in on backlash last night. I was not, I was on uh game four of the Sixers series. Does that hurt you to see that a big wrestling event's going on and you missed it? Do you know what happened? Did you get the results? I saw it did on your, Twitter. Yeah. I was, watching. did your favorite wrestler win or did, <laughs> did all the bad guys lose? Like, like, you, you know, you're hoping you're rooting for, or what happened? This is mean and hurtful. <laughs> no, but instead, I guess I'll give you credit because at least basketball, you know, is real. At least the NBA is real, but, Ironhead was locked in on the uh, Sixers game, not because he's a big basketball fan or a big Sixers fan or a big Joel Embiid fan, but because he let it ride, baby. He took uh, a lot. I mean, I, I guess I guess your wife can't be upset because it wasn't like uh, you took, uh, you know, the baby's formula money. Not that you could find formula anyway because it's unavailable in America, in Biden's America, but you took how much? 12 bucks? 12 bucks. 12 bucks and he bet it on the big game and somehow you turned that $12. You should do an infomercial. You should be like working for DraftKings right now. You took that 12 bucks. You got all, you know, you did your research, right? Got all the info on this, on the series and the players and you figured out the trends Yeah. and you let it ride on a parlay. Now explain to me, well, I, sh- I shouldn't even ask why you did this because you're a degenerate loser who <laughs> says, you know, Oh, I could, but you made it work, huh? You yeah. made it work. You turned you turned your twelve dollars into what seven hundred? Uh, yeah, just under. I did uh, um, forty five plus for Jimmy Butler points plus rebounds plus assists, which that points hit plus rebounds plus assists. He has to yeah. hit forty five. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he hit that in like the third. He was awesome last night. Uh, Tobias yeah. Harris over three and a half assists. He hit that in like the first half. Now, what would compel you to bet? Over on Tobias Harris's assists. What made you think that would work? It was the odds were like crazy good. So I just went, yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, so it was like, it was like a a, a no brainer, right? It was like easy. It was free money. Yeah. And then the one that came down to the wire was James Harden, 45 plus points, plus rebounds, plus assists. And that hit with under a minute to go. I think it was. And you were watching, were you screaming and waking the baby up or what? No, my, my studio's done at home now. So I was out there so I can scream so, as loud as I want. 
So it's like soundproof. So yeah. you can scream and you got it with the last minute three from Harden. Oh yeah. And he was falling away too. He went to the ground and it went in and, uh, and he hit the three and you made 700 Yeah, and you're still, you're still smiling. Yeah. You're still giddy. I guess well, it's funny because you've you know seen all the ones what? I lost before that. <laughs> no, forget those. Did you bet on the Kentucky Derby? No. I wish I did because I would have oh, just yeah. threw like five bucks on that eighty to one horse. Yeah, you would have. You you had a good feeling about Rich Strike, did you? No, but I don't. I don't pay attention to horse racing, so I I would just probably go with the best odds and just say. Yeah, see it is amazing. It's, it's amazing how many people are into it. They don't follow horse racing. They don't care about it. They just they just get hooked in, seduced by the Kentucky Derby. We'll 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 show you some of our favorite photos from the Kentucky Derby, which I find humiliating. What the Kentucky Derby does is give these people, these rich pampered pukes a chance to just play dress up. And it's like Halloween and they look like fools, but somehow they think it looks somehow they think sending out posting pictures of their silly hats are going to make the commoners jealous and say, boy, they look, I've been to the Kentucky Derby. It's all fake. These people are so fake. And we got some some photos of some of the real phonies. But while you were, you know, living and dying on Tobias Harris's assists, <laughs> I was, of course, uh, locked in <clears throat> on the news of the day. And I think uh, I think I should make uh, you know do do like a breaking news update. I don't know if we have any. Sun- well, don't worry about it. We'll we'll pretend this is breaking news because I didn't know until I saw this video over the weekend of uh, Seth Moulton. Seth Moulton's a congressman from Massachusetts, as I've always described him. He's got more balls than brains because he was a, uh, uh, he's a combat veteran. He was in the war in Iraq. He was on the ground kicking in doors. I mean, this, just for that alone, the Democrats should have nominated him for president or vice president, but they would never do that. Instead, they have someone like Kamala Harris with zero accomplishments because of her immutable characteristics. And uh, Seth Moulton's just a, a, a little known backbencher, but he, you know, again, he's earned that. He's earned the right to uh, speak on these issues of war and peace. Cause he's been there. He's fought. I mean, on most issues, he's an idiot who follows Liz, uh, Liz Warren and, Ed Markey and Biden and everyone else, but he, he was talking about the war and, or in Ukraine, which I thought was involved Ukraine and Russia. I didn't think, you know, I thought obviously Joe Biden just keeps sending them billions and billions. Can't spend like a billion on our border, but we've already spent over 33 billion on their borders, which is outrageous and should piss everybody in America, every taxpayer off. But Moulton went on TV and declared, we're at war. We, U.S., is at war with Russia, which I'm not sure everyone knew that. Everyone was aware of that. I mean, uh, we, we're we aware of, you know, what's going on over there. Jill Biden was there this weekend. U2 was there this weekend playing a concert in the subway. We can show you that video, play that sound. It's, it's the cringiest video of the weekend. And we know, again, we're just sending them billions and billions. And Lockheed Martin and Raytheon are thrilled. And we just keep sending them missiles and, and you know, arms and whatever, bullets and guns. And uh, it's, it's ugly. It's nasty. The latest number I saw was over 3,000 civilians have been killed. Uh, Russia just lost its 50th uh, colonel. 
They've lost generals and colonels at record numbers. Although over the weekend, Putin had the big victory day parade in Moscow. He was limping. He didn't look like he was you know, on death's doorstep. He doesn't look death's doorstep. He doesn't look good, but he's alive and kicking and uh, leading the effort to kill as many Ukrainian civilians as possible. It's ugly, but we're in it, I guess. We're, I didn't know. I didn't know Congress voted. I missed that. I was busy doing other things over the weekend. Congress must have voted to authorize this war. But I want to play this sound because it's just like it's the interview's over. It's with Brett Baer. And he says, that's not Seth Moulton. You knew that, right? That guy you have on the screen. I'm not who that is, but it's not Seth Moulton. This is the, the in- war with Russia video. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who that is. You're showing me. But anyway, Brett Baer says, we got 10 seconds, you know, throws it to Seth Moulton. Seth Moulton says, well, we're at war. Yeah, we're at war. We have to win. And it just blows my mind. I know I've said this for weeks that they never, they do these interviews and they never mention sitting down, talking, ending the war, declare, you know, reaching a ceasefire, reaching some sort of agreement where both sides, you know, stop shooting and killing civilians and the Russians stop blowing up schools and hospitals. Wouldn't that be what you'd want to hear from your congressman? Who wants to hear? Yeah, we're at war. We're going to win. And you're going, what? When, when did that happen? When did we, when did we get, when we, did we declare war against another nuclear power? Just thrown in at the end of the interview, but go ahead, play it. This is Brett Baer with Seth Moulton and some other guy who I don't know that is on the screen here, but play it, Ironhead. Go ahead. I only have 10 seconds left uh, for each of you, if you could. But if they wrap this in the Senate uh, with a Ukraine funding and a COVID funding, you guys okay with that, Congressman Moulton? Look, I'm going to support it because it's the right thing to do for Ukraine. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of politics involved and there will be domestic debates here at home about other policies and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we've got to realize we're at war and we're not just at war to support the Ukrainians. We're fundamentally uh, at war, although it's somewhat through a proxy with Russia. And it's important that we win. Congressman Turner. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> News. I don't, where, where is he, by the way? He's he's a uh, Massachusetts congressman, I don't know what city he's sitting in and uh, that backdrop is from, but um, he just says that uh, 10 seconds. Yeah, we're at war. Yeah, we got to win. And you're going, what? what? <laughs> Hold the phone here, congressman. I guess Brett Baer had time limit and he wanted to go to the other guy, but shouldn't he have stopped right there and said, we're at what? We're at war with whom? Instead, with he's just Russia? like, he just goes, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, I, I, over the weekend, saw a lot of people, as I, I mentioned the other day, I, my uh, father-in-law passed away, had the, uh, the services. So it's saw lots of people, lots of friends and family. And it was, it was a great ceremony. My wife did an amazing job eulogizing her dad. And one of the people we know is a friend whose son just, he graduated from college and joined the army and he's heading to Germany. And I'm thinking, I, I, every day I watch this stuff and I'm concerned and I'm worried that, you know, Joe Biden, who never, ever, ever mentions a, a ceasefire, never mentions a deal, never mentions sitting down and having peace talks. Never. All he does is talk about ups, uh, uh, escalating the war, sending more weapons, sending more money, winning, winning. And you swear, I swear to God, I feel like I'm watching you know, Rocky two half the time, no win. We had a win, win, let's win, win. What, you know, when you really think Ukraine's going to defeat the Russian army and everyone's going to go home and say, well, 
Nice try, Putin. Go back to, to Moscow and run your country. It's it's live it's life or death for Putin. He's not going to just say, you know, oh, we lost. The only way, way you could ever get him to save face and maintain control of his country is to sit down, make make peace somehow, some way. And even if you don't, that should be the official U.S. position. Give it a shot. Give it a try. Let's talk. Let's end this. Let's stop sending javelins and send diplomats. How's that? And say, let's stop. Let's stop talking about winning. You know, it's not a game. It's not a friggin' football game. It's not a boxing match. Rocky's not facing Ivan Drago here. We gotta win because we win. He, this this is nuts. Again, Seth Moulton. I give him credit. Big balls. The guy fought and kicked in doors and front lines and all that. But what an idiot. We're at war and we got to win. Wait a second. We don't have troops on the ground. How do we win? Just sending javelins. We're gonna, and, and then if that doesn't do the trick and we must win, what's next? Doesn't that make, isn't that the question? The logical question. We, what if, if Moulton and Biden and everybody, Harris and you name it, everyone below see the, all these, these people banging the war drums, if the javelins in the latest $33 billion package doesn't do the trick, then what? Another $33 billion, another $50 billion, $100 billion, what? Another, you know, advisors on the ground. We're already training them on Zoom calls, according to that idiot uh, Millie, or was it Austin, said, oh, yeah, we're training their troops on Zoom. So what's the difference? Just stop training them on Zoom and send in the advisors. What could go wrong? And the American people, including my friend whose son is heading to Germany in the army, in the infantry, she's sitting there going, what is going on here? We're, we're, we're just cavalierly, casually talking about fighting Russia on the ground in Eastern Europe. And people don't bat an eye. Did you, did you, I sent that sound to you this morning. Had you seen that before? Had you heard about that? No. No, I mean, this News is a me. local yeah. congressman saying, yeah, it's kind of a proxy war. <laughs> kind of? Kind of a proxy war. What the hell is going on? I'm telling you, as you know, I've been saying it for weeks, months. It is scary. You know who the only person who talks about ending the shooting, ending the the the, the combat and talking? Donald Trump. <laughs> He's the only leader in this country who actually talks about stop the killing. Let's talk. And Noam Chomsky gave him credit the other day. Noam freaking Chomsky said, you know, credit to Trump. At least he's talking about ending this stupid war. Everyone else is saying, let's win, Rocky. Win. Win one for for uh, Adrian and for, uh, and for God and country. Let's go win. And I wouldn't, I mean, Moulton, at least to his credit, has credibility. He's been there. He's not, not one of these other, these Lindsey Graham who I you know was a, I think was a jag in the navy or whatever he was and, or these other uh, uh, Mitt Romneys who's never served a day and neither of any of his five sons or seventy five grandchildren they're not going to go and he'll sit there and say we got to win okay follow up question what if it takes men on the ground in combat with Russia to win and you risk nuclear war for what for Ukraine. I mean, honest to God, we like Zelensky and, you know, he's, he's got balls too, man. And, you know, good for, good for you too, <laughs> playing a song in the subway and everyone else who goes there and, uh, you know, shows their support. But the idea that we're already at war, according to Congressman Seth Moulton, and we got to win is absolute 
madness. All right, before we move on to the uh, other, <laughs> the other insane story, the the protesters who are going to Supreme Court justices' homes. I I predicted this would happen, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. We got to give you all the uh, the full, the complete story about things in Ukraine, because. I found this to be, and again, I give, if you go to Kiev, you got balls. You know, you go to Kiev, whether you're a reporter, a politician, a musician, I, I'd be a little nervous. You know, it's a, the war. It's a hot war. There are people dying. And Bono and, and, uh, and The Edge, or is it just Edge? Is it Edge or The Edge? I always forget. But Bono and Edge from, uh, and I'm not, is that his real Christian name was he christened the edge. Um, they went to Kiev over the weekend and played some songs in the subway, which, you know, again, it takes some guts to go there, but what, what do you accomplish other than making the whole world cringe? Do you find this watching this Ironhead? Do you find this inspirational or do you think it's kind of embarrassing? It's all weird theater to me at this point. It is such, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's supposed to do, but they actually do uh, a little duet with uh, some Ukrainian band, some, and who are enlisted because they're men between 18 and 60. So they have to be, but let's listen to some of the, uh, the little impromptu concert in the subway from U2 over the weekend. God bless you for, you know, you got some balls going to the front. Well, not the front lines, but going to Kiev, going to the capital. But what does that accomplish? <laughs> God, Almost as cringy. And again, I have to give Jill Biden credit. I mean, obviously she's a total phony. She's the worst elder abuser in the world right now. As we have uh, learned, she is the real power hungry force behind the throne here. But she went to Ukraine. She met the, whatever she is, Zelensky's wife and other mothers and, and widows, I think from the, uh, from the war, Jill Biden, the first lady goes there while Joe Biden, the president, uh, I believe was playing golf. <laughs> Just put that on a list. We got a, a long list today of, uh, of, uh, things that if Trump had done, if Trump uh, had been teeing up while Melania was in the front line or in, in, in the war zone. What, what would people be saying? First of all, you'd see the video. I haven't seen any video of Biden golfing, which is understandable because he's awful from what I understand. But I'm going to read you. This is the schedule from Saturday while Jill Biden was in Ukraine, you know, hugging widows. Quick summary of <laughs> this is a quick summary of Joe Biden's schedule. Uh, it says, schedule summary, President Biden has no public events on his schedule as he is resting quietly at his family home. <laughs> what? He, here's what he should be doing. And granted, I, I don't agree with anything this buffoon does. But what if he went there, went to Kiev, instead of Bono, you had Biden. And he went before the cameras and said, it's time to end this 
this insanity. It's time to stop Putin. I'm calling on you to send your diplomats and we'll meet in wherever in Poland, uh, wherever, Moldova, Mongolia, wherever, and we will work out a ceasefire. What if Biden pounded the table and demanded they end the firing and the shooting and the killing? Wouldn't that have an impact? Instead, he's resting quietly at resting from what? The hour and a half he works every day, resting from his nine holes that he played with whoever. I, I mean, I don't have any. It's just amazing. You send your wife, but you can't go. You know, wait, I mean, on top of everything else, on top of the dementia, and the and the <laughs> just the 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 mess that is Joe Biden. He's got no guts. I mean, you had guts. Go there. Go there and. Demand they stop shooting. Demand they stop using all these weapons we send them and stop fighting, stop killing. Why is that so hard? Why do we? Why is this fool talk about winning? Winning. Okay, you know what you want to do before you can say we want to win. Define win. Define victory. He could never ever do that. But all right, we'll uh, maybe we'll find out later today with the new press secretary Jean Pierre, the black lesbian immigrant got to be sure to mention that because it's important the greatest box check box checker of them all maybe she'll update us on how joe biden played or maybe they could find out what books he read while he was resting comfortably com- resting quietly i'm sorry at his family home while his wife was on the front lines did Wouldn't i you feel yeah what? did i miss the uh what was the reason saki stepping down i must have missed the reason she's getting a cashing in she's going to msnbc she's gonna make a fortune and she was she took a job at msnbc months before she actually quit that's what kind of uh fraud she is she was working on under contract from msnbc and still serving as the uh press spokesman as the press secretary for the white house but they usually do that they don't last that long they burn out and they cash in She's probably making three million a year from MSNBC. She'll write a book full of lies, and uh, she'll make another whatever. I don't know. She'll sell more than Jill Biden. That's By the way, neck and neck, neck and neck right now. Jill Biden, the book about her, sold two hundred fifty copies in its first week. Uh, Megan Megan McCain, who was on the View, and she's just a big bag of wind. Megan McCain sold three hundred books. Three hundred. She sold outsold the first lady, but uh, I don't think. Even though she, you can find this, she has a promo. Uh, I think she tweeted it out, a promotional photograph. She's at her father's gravestone, and she puts the book in front of the gravestone for a picture. And she's holding her kid in her arms and posing at her father's gravestone to promote her book. That's what kind of of charlatan Meghan McCain is, but... um, Anyway, we got to move on to, uh, the, I guess, you know what it is? This is the bigger story. This is the big story over the weekend. I just wanted to get that Seth Moulton sound and that question out there. Did you know? That's my question. Did you know we're at war? How many people, if they did a poll, how many? Here it is. Megan McCain. Look at this. This is crazy. This is amazing. She's standing behind her father's gravestone. And I'll give John, I don't like John. I didn't like John McCain. Obviously he's like, he's like Seth Moulton. He had balls, man. He was a hero, truly a hero in uh, Vietnam. He could have left a prisoner of war camp because he was, his father was famous, but he chose not to because no one, he didn't want to jump the line. He was a hero. He was a terrible Senator, 
a terrible senator, but probably one of Trump's worst moments too. Uh, yes. I'll yeah, um, I would agree. I would agree. It was a stupid thing. I've talked about it plenty of times, but I would say if you had to make me guess, I would say John McCain would have a very ostentatious gravestone. He does not. It's pretty traditional. There it is. There's an American flag, a couple of American flags, and there's her book, <laughs> Bad Republican, sitting in front of the grave, and she's posing with her kid behind the grave. That, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure who's advising Meghan McCain, but that wouldn't be my uh, yeah, that's strategy. The, do you remember Do you remember who my dad is? Buy my book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honest to God. She should have a, a video or a promo or a photograph of her fighting with Whoopi or fighting with Joy Behar. Wouldn't that be better for promoting your book? You'd find out maybe you'd learn some dirt about the view. The yeah, view I, I would reads. rather, I would rather read like a tell all uh, on the view. Yeah, but what's behind the scenes? Like yeah. who's, 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 you know, who, who's farting on set and who's, you know, drinking you know, during the day and which, you know, who hates whom that would be worth, I don't know if I'd buy the book, but it'd be worth getting an excerpt and reading and get some people's interest. Uh, yeah. There's a reason you only sold 300 copies there, Megan. <laughs> this was people hate you, but all right, enough, enough. Let's get to uh, what time we get. I want to do this. Then we'll get to our wonderful sponsors. I got a lot to get to on this issue. I predicted last week, lots of people did know that they would go to the Supreme court justices homes, the crazy pro abortion protesters. It happened pretty quickly. I didn't think they'd do it that quickly. I thought it'd be maybe this week, next week, but they wasted no time. These are Joe Biden's foot soldiers, his shock troops. As we mentioned on Thursday and Friday, the, the white house didn't condemn the people who were threatening to go to the Supreme Court justices' homes, and they sure didn't condemn them after they went there. You know, as Jen Psaki said, they have a lot of passion, so it's okay to go wake up Amy Coney Barrett's kids, scare them, disturb all the neighbors, march up and down the street screaming about uh, your right to kill your unborn child, which is not really going to be uh, infringed upon. You still get to do it. It's just up to the states. That's all. Everybody knows it. By the way, we have some sound from Bill Maher, I think, who speaks for so many people on this issue. Bill Maher, who is mm, great some Friday nights, not every Friday, but some Friday nights. And he points out that nobody, people don't know the issue. They just know pro-life, pro, pro-choice. That's all they know. And they don't really understand the issue. They don't understand that uh, overturning Roe v. Wade doesn't mean abortion's illegal. That's what the pro-abortion side wants you to believe, because that's what inflames the passions. They overturn Roe v. Wade immediately. You're forced to carry your baby to term. Huh? That's not how it works. In Massachusetts, in New York, in California, in Illinois, you still get to uh, abort your baby hell. In some of these places, whenever you want. You know, Joe Biden, our president, supports your right to terminate your pregnancy in the ninth month. That's what kind of ghoul we have in the White House right now. But they wasted no time. They firebombed a uh, pro-life organization's office in Madison, Wisconsin. They literally firebombed it with Molotov cocktails. They went to Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett's homes. They, uh, the group Ruth sent us, that's the real radicals, Ruth being Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who would never, ever support this, but they said they were, they're going to burn the Eucharist in a Catholic church. No big deal. I would ask if Muslims, if Islam is against abortion, 
when are you going to burn the Quran? I'm just asking, you know, asking the question. Let's see it. Let's see you tough guys. Um, but you watch this and you say, if this worked the other way, if this, if, if uh, they went to um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's home, when she were alive, if they went, that, that'd be what to whatever, Stephen Breyer's home, Sonia Sotomayor's home. It would be the biggest story since 9-11. It would be, it would be huge. It'd be a scandal. It'd be outrageous. People would be screaming. People would be demanding. They arrest every single protester because they are indeed breaking federal law. Arrest them all, round them up, put them in the deplorable jail, no bail, no charges. They would, and I'm serious, they would all be doing at least a year in jail for doing what these, but we all know we have a two-tier justice system. We all know these are the same people who disrupted the Senate proceedings during the Kavanaugh nomination uh, process and faced no charges. No one went to jail. No one was charged with anything. It was just, you know, peaceful protest. They did the same thing on January 6th and many of them are still rotting in jail without charges. But uh, we have the video and the sound from, I think it's Kavanaugh's house. We have correct. Yep. Uh, they, they went to Kavanaugh's house. I'm not sure what time it was, but you knew, I don't even know why they have John Roberts address posted. Who can, I mean, again, they're going to go by and maybe thank him for all the support. Uh, John, John Roberts is never going to, uh, it doesn't have the balls to, to, to overturn. He's going to side with the liberals as he always, as he often does. And uh, you don't need to harass him. He'll already, he's rolling over already. He's such a, such a squish. But I think Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett are with Alito on this. By the way, by the way, I forgot to mention, Alito is in hiding. His, can you imagine? Ruth Bader Ginsburg's in hiding this weekend because pro-life protesters went to her house and threatened her. How big a story. That would be such a scandal. They would be, you'd see this thing and every, they'd be beating them. They'd be fire hoses. They would be throwing them all in prison and leaving them there. But it's just Brett Kavanaugh, you know, the, the serial rapist that Blasey Ford lied about. But anyway, this is outside. Are we looking at outside Kavanaugh's house right now? Yeah. The guy who posted this photograph and was there, I believe, said it took a this markedly negative tone, the, the protest when they went to Kavanaugh's house, they hate him. I mean, they hate Amy Coney Barrett because she has seven kids, including adopted a couple of black kids who, as we know, is just a, is just an offshoot of colonialism or whatever. Ibrahim Kendi said when uh, she was uh, affer- uh, confirmed before the Senate, here's the guy, Douglas Blair reporting from the protest. The energy is markedly more negative outside Kavanaugh's house. The anger has become much more palpable than outside any other justice's house. I feel bad for Kavanaugh's wife, his kids, his neighbors, because these people, this is where they start throwing bricks or maybe Molotov cocktails, but it's not going to get any easier for uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Can we listen to some of this? Not not great sound, but just to get the sense of what these that these crazies, what these lunatics are doing outside breaking federal law. By the way, every one of them should have been arrested. But again, when you protest, when you're you know pro-abortion, you don't have to worry. When you're good liberal, when you're when you're a sh- one of the shock troops for Joe Biden, you don't have to worry about criminal charges. You don't have to worry about them uh, canceling your, uh, you know, credit card accounts or being banned on Uber or or, or, uh, or PayPal. No, no consequences. So why the hell not protest? Why the hell not throw a brick? Go ahead, play it. 
Some of them, eight like o'clock or something like that. We will not go back. Uh, just over and over. Very creative, huh? Very <laughs> creative. Yeah, no kidding. Somebody explained to me that when you hear them do the "Hey, hey, ho, ho," has got to go. That's professional. Pro- that's how they, you know, these are professional protesters. That, that's a grassroots thing where they don't have any, no rhythm at all. You know, it sounded as, almost as bad as you two in the subway. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up for Ukraine. Yeah, well, we got, uh, oh, man. You know what I forgot to mention? <laughs> Look at it. the Ukraine craze. Uh, uh, U2 t- probably takes it to another level. But over the weekend in London, they had a charity auction to support Ukraine. Someone paid $111,000 for Zelensky's fleece, fleece jacket. One of those jackets he wears every day, the olive green. They auctioned it off $111,000 thousand dollars for Zelensky's jacket <laughs> well he only wears one shirt so he better not auction that's that true <laughs> that must smell that yeah. shirt all right we got more on this uh protest which is gonna get it's gonna continue there's no reason not to we have uh sound um you thought Seth Moulton was a was was a bad representative of the people of Massachusetts we got Ayana we got my girl Ayana the worst member of the squad talking gibberish as always. And uh, as I mentioned, we got, uh, um, we got an update from the, the Kentucky Derby. Forget about the big upset and the exciting race. We got, we got, we got hats, hats. I've been to the Kentucky Derby. It's not, it's not a really a sporting event. It's not really a race. It's just a fashion show. And for some of the most obnoxious people in the world, but let me, let's get to our wonderful, we got a new sponsor today. Let's get to Athletic Greens and then we'll get back to the big story uh, in, uh, in DC, in the country right now, besides us being at war with Russia, you know, that's, that's uh, below the fold, but above the fold, we got people who are ready to burn down Supreme Court justices homes, which is kind of a big deal. But uh, anyway, let's get to Athletic Greens. All right, our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens, is a product I've added to my morning routine, and I use it every day. Instead of taking daily supplements for my nutrition, I use AG1 to get 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole-source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day right. The founder of Alva Athletic Greens experienced a bunch of gut health issues, and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine costing him over 100 bucks a day. This led him to take his health into his own hands and create Athletic Greens for a more optimal nutrition routine. Ever since I started taking AG1, I've noticed improved energy throughout the day, better sleep, and improved recovery after my runs and workouts. All I do is put one scoop in a glass of water each morning. I used to I drink water all the time in the morning. Now I just add a scoop and I'm good to go. It has a mild and tropical taste, and it's much easier than choking down a bunch of vitamins in pill form. And it's way cheaper than the alternatives, costing less than three bucks a day. If you're going to invest in anything, it might as well be your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jerry. Again, that's athleticgreens.com. 
Dot-com slash G-E-R-R-Y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, a reminder to pick up your Callahan coffee. It's simple. And by the way, I heard lots of reviews over the weekend. I told you I saw a lot of people and they all tell me how good the Callahan coffee is. Probably roasted to order in Waltham, Mass. We ensured that you're getting the freshest and highest quality coffee beans possible. Delivered right to your door. Try it. Check it out. Just go to CallahanCoffee.com or click the link in our social media bio to order now. Uh, you can always count on my girl, Ayana. Always, always, always count on her. By the way, I say the same freaking thing every time. Just everything is uh, racial justice, economic, uh, environmental justice. What was the one she had two weeks ago? Algorithmic. We need algorithmic <laughs> justice. justice. Yeah, that's right. Algorithmic justice. <laughs> that was actually Ed Marquis, but I think he stole it from Ayana because everything is justice. And she sounds so, she's so robotic, so cold. I mean, she is scary. She, she reminds me of, you know, like an evil dictator. It's just, just, just no, there's just, you know, no reasoning with her, no compassion there. She's just, she's hardcore, but, she will tell you, you know, the problem with abortion is not enough black babies, uh, babies of color are being uh, are, are being aborted. We need more of that because, you know, it's an economic, racial injustice. Uh, I'm not even sure. She was on MSNBC, I'm sure. Correct. That's the only place she ever appears. Correct. Yeah. But let's hear Ayana's take on this and tell me that uh, they got nothing. They got nothing. This is they're fighting for the right to abort more black babies. And they're accusing the people who are against that of being racist. It's quite a trick, but let's listen to uh, Ringo here. Well, this is not a drill. And we've been sounding the alarm for years and none of it was uh, hyperbole. It was, um, in fact, we were probably accused of of being uh, hysterical women. But our fundamental right to abortion care is under attack, and this draft ruling shows that the stakes could not be higher. And so the Senate must act. You know, that's it. We have got to codify Roe v. Wade. We should abolish the filibuster. It is clear that this Supreme Court continues to obstruct the will of the people because majority of Americans um, support Roe v. Wade, do not want it overturned. And the far-right extremism of this Supreme Court has obstructed the will of the people when it comes to voting rights, when it comes to housing rights, and now when it comes to reproductive freedom, justice, and bodily autonomy. So if you're not outraged, you are not. All right. Just to review, if you weren't paying attention, because it's mostly gobbledygook as usual, the Supreme Court is obstructing the will of the people. She just said that, right? Yeah. What did the Supreme what is the Supreme Court going to do when it overturns Roe v. Wade? I will answer that. They're going to send abortion back to the states where it belongs, where the people's elected representatives and the people will get to decide uh, the abortion issue in their state. So obstructing the will of the people means leaving it up to the voters, according to this lunatic. And I don't know what the what the host said, but you'd think if she were on a real, you know, whatever channel station network, they'd say, "Hold on, hold, hold, hold your horses, Ariana." How is that obstructing the will of the people if you let the people decide? See, that's the that's why people often said in the past that if you talk about abortion, you know, people support Roe v. Wade, and it's not good for 
for Republicans or conservatives because, you know, that it makes them sound like uh, they're going back in time and, and they're going to coat hanger abortions in the back alley and all that, all the usual tropes. But they got nothing here. They're literally saying you're obstructing the will of the people when the Supreme Court will indeed send it to the people and let the people decide. So they, that that whole argument is just such just so ridiculous. But it's also we've also reached the point where people are paying attention. And I, and we'll we'll play Bill Maher here because Bill Maher, as we know, is a smart guy. He's a crazy racist. I'm racist. Atheist liberal. Not racist. Uh, as in the times he infuriates me and other times I stand and applaud, which is good. He's unpredictable and he's very much against the current climate, the cancel culture climate. But I think he speaks for a lot of people when he says, Hey, I didn't know much. I, you know, I kind of tuned out abortion. I'm kind of sick of hearing about abortion. And he started paying attention and he said, wow, I didn't know that Europe has much more restrictive abortion laws than we do. Western Europe, you know, France and England and, and, you know, Scandinavia, these places that, you know, that lead the way on climate change and so many other issues. Uh, they, you know, they uh, have much more restrictive abortion laws. And he's saying, I didn't know that. And I'm going to guess most people didn't know that. So let's, let's talk about it. People learn and say, or they, they learn about the technology that shows you the, the, the pictures, the sonograms, the ultrasounds and whatever, the first month that they didn't see, you know, 50 years ago, things have changed. There's more information. And I think, and plus people don't know that Roe v. Wade being overturned didn't know that it just makes, it leaves it up to the States and very few States, things won't, things will change in very few States. People didn't know that. So I think having the debate, the discussion is good for conservatives, bad for liberals. It is bad when that when you get more information, it's bad for them because they want to simply make it about, you know, my body, my choice. And, and they don't want to talk about the, whatever, the different trimesters. They don't want to talk about how many people actually support abortion in the third trimester. The president does. Ayanna Presley does. Ayanna Presley supports abortion to the kids, you know, 12 years old. That's her take. Anything is, you know, an affront to economic justice and racial reproductive justice. So you can't really talk, uh, take someone like her seriously. She's a fanatic, but someone like Bill Maher, big liberal, big pro-choice liberal admits he really didn't know much until this was back, brought back to the forefront and people started discussing and debating it. Let's listen to Bill from Friday night. All right. So uh, people hate talking about abortion. So let's do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it, but it's the big issue, and we got to do it, and this is what happened. And, you know, it's interesting because until this memo was leaked and we found out that now, unless something very unforeseen happens, the Supreme Court is going to undo Roe versus Wade after 49 years, we haven't really been focusing on it, or maybe I'm projecting. I guess I haven't been enough because... I learned things this week, because this put it on the front page, that are pretty basic things that I did not know about abortion. Like in Europe, the modern countries of Europe, way more restrictive than we are, or what they're even proposing. If you are pro-choice, you would like it a lot less in Germany and Italy and France and Spain and Switzerland. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's right. Okay. Um, 
I, I learned most people who are pro-life are women. Did not know that. Most abortions <laughs> are from, <laughs> fitting for Mother's Day, mothers, people who have a kid. That makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it does, does. I'm, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> So, so that's that's why Mar is you know usual. Well, I should say usual, often very good is because he's not that predictable anymore. He used to be, but he's yeah. not predictable. He sit there, and I thought he would be like you know whatever some typical MSNBC host, just be raving, crazed, lunatic, you know, uh, ripping on any pro lifer and any religious person and saying you know we gotta have abortion, abortion, abortion. You know, we can't go back. We can't. And he doesn't fall into that trap, unlike Saturday Night Live, which is a whole show, like essentially, you know, celebrating abortion. Uh, they, they did this opening skit, which I tweeted, tweeted out. It's just so unbelievably, incredibly bad. It's just so uncomfortably unfunny. And as I asked on Twitter, I still think looking for my answer, by the way, does anyone who, who thinks who's ever thought Kate McKinnon is funny? Who ever thinks she's good in any skit? She just sucks. But anyway, they did a skit from like they pretended they were in the like, whatever dark ages talking about abortion. And it was just awful. Then they came out at the end and they all had shirts that said 1973 on them. Mm. And I guess means we're supposed to, whatever, just, they're just so predictable and Bill Maher's not. And I do think that is an interesting take when you say, wow, now that we're having this debate, I didn't know that. See, that's what I like. I like when people get tuned in, don't they'll just fall back on their cliches because they're ignorant on an issue. They read up, they listen, and they say, oh, well, that's, that's something I didn't know. I didn't know most pro-lifers are women, which is a fact. Well, this whole argument that it's a war on women is absurd. Uh, you know, Not only are most pro-lifers women, but most... Uh, Babies that uh, aren't that aren't born that are terminated—they're women. You know, you have sex selection abortions, which is barbaric. But we're going to have that debate now and and going forward. The problem is that this protest outside the justices' house—it's you know everyone except Biden and the White House will condemn it. People will, you know, agree at least publicly that it's probably inappropriate and illegal, but that's just the first step. That's what they did on the first weekend after the draft leaked. What is it going to be like a month from now? What's it going to be like when it actually gets overturned? I, again, Alito, Sam Alito. We don't have that. Sam Alito's in. Uh, let's see. This is. This is uh, from Breitbart uh, over on Saturday. It says, Justice Samuelito has been moved to an undisclosed location for safety after left-wing radicals attempted to intimidate conservative justices for considering overruling Roe v. Wade. Um, They moved a Supreme Court justice to a safe location? And this is day one, literally, for, for the uh, for their campaign against this. What the hell is going to happen with Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh's family or Amy Coney Barry's, Barry's, Barrett's family, her kids? They're not just going to say, well, we made our point. We'll leave it. We'll see what happens now. They're going to escalate. They're going to burn the Eucharist. They're going to firebomb more pro-life organizations, offices. Yes, I mean, these... Uh, as I said last week, and I'll say it again, you think these people cared about George Floyd uh, 
about Jacob Blake. I mean, they burned city blocks because of George Floyd. That was nothing compared to this. That was, you know, just some, some, some guy in Minnesota, you know, you know that's off. They, they, you know, obviously killed by a cop. That's all they needed to know, but they care much, much more about this than they ever cared about George Floyd. So I fear this was just the beginning and this is going to get much, much worse. And, uh, I don't know where Alito's hiding, but he might have company. They might have to have all five, not six, five of the Supreme Court justices who want to protect life. They might have to put them all in bunkers somewhere because you have uh, uh, two problems. One, this side, these pro-abortion people are crazy. They're infuriated. They're, they're, They're outrageously upset. They're angry. They're ready to take action. And B, the White House supports it. Joe Biden supports this kind of lawlessness. This is the lawless White House, the lawless administration, and this is just another extension of that. They will maybe condemn this stuff at some point, maybe today with a wink and a nod, but they really don't condemn it. These are their shock troops. They, just like BLM and Antifa, they support this. They want Amy Coney Barrett and her kids and Brett Kavanaugh's kids to run scared. They want these protests to continue. Oh, I almost forgot. Michelle Wu uh, hasn't said a word. Neither, by the way, has her mentor. Her mentor is uh, Elizabeth Warren. I haven't heard from either of them condemning these illegal protests outside the justice's house over the weekend or the firebombing in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, or the threats to burn the, or the, the disruption of Catholic mass all over the country. Haven't heard from them which is rich because Michelle Wu, as you may recall, uh, is uh, pushing an ordinance to stop protests outside her home. (laughs) I guess this is just the perfect, she's the perfect, you know, liberal. She really is the perfect, crazy Liz Warren liberal. They, uh, the people outside her home, good people, first responders, cops, firemen who've been fired or suspended for not getting vaccinated even after we learned the vaccine doesn't stop stop you from getting COVID or spreading COVID, it doesn't matter. You know, rules are rules. And this is uh, Michelle Wu, our teen mayor's rule. You get vaccinated or you get fired, unless you're an illegal immigrant, then you can come on in. But I'm looking at a quote um, talking about her ordinance. She says, our ordinance is targeted and limited. It puts a restriction from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. I do believe the protests outside Kavanaugh's house were past 9 p.m. to protect those early morning hours and late night hours that are really valuable for sleep and your health and well-being and that sense of having the peacefulness of your home. This from Michelle Wu, who 100% supports the protesters in D.C. She says, this is a situation where, for me, it's something I signed up for when I ran for office but it does have an impact on the health and well-being of our community. First of all, you're a mayor. You're right. You signed up for that. Supreme Court justices did not. This is not. This is not part of the deal. They don't get people waking up their kids because they might rule on a uh, a Supreme Court decision 50 years ago. But that's about it. Nothing from Michelle Wu condemning the protest. I'll keep looking. Nothing from Liz Warren. I'll keep looking. Uh, they're okay with this. They're okay with this. They're cool with this. You can't wake up her kids, but 
Amy Coney Barrett's kids, wake them up because Amy Coney Barrett doesn't believe in uh, killing children in the womb. But hey, we all have our differences. All right, let's get to uh, let me do Shay, and then we'll uh, wrap this up and uh, figure out what you're going to do with your winnings. You didn't bet on the Derby, though, huh? I didn't. I wish Surprised. I did. Surprised. Jenner like you? <laughs> I still owe you 50 bucks for the Masters, but I am going to let it roll, let it ride on the U.S. Open after I figure out who's going to win the U.S. Open. Tiger. Here in, here in Boston. I think... I think Keegan Bradley qualified for it yesterday with a tie for second. He blew it down the stretch, lost to Max Homa, who's my new favorite PGA player. I love him. He's just got a great attitude. I like listening to his interviews. He's got great perspective. He's good on Twitter. He's kind of funny. Max Homa won again, which is okay with me, but Keegan Bradley, uh, good showing, made some money, and hopefully will be in the U.S. Open, but we can uh, get to that after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right. Uh, what are you doing with the winnings? What are you doing with your seven, 700 bucks on a $12 bet? That's like winning the lottery, man. That's unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to take my wife out to dinner if she's listening Ooh. to this. Um, you didn't do that for Mother's Day? No. We have a, We just don't get each other stuff on birthdays and things anymore. Oh, wow. Well, just, just, good, good for you. It was tough at the at the beginning though because you're always like uh, they say that and then I'm not going to get them something and then they're going to be pissed. You know what they mean by that? You don't have to get me a gift, but you damn well better get me a card or flowers. You better do that. I cooked uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner yesterday, so you I was did. Wow, yeah. um, I didn't. Ha- I couldn't get flowers because my, as I mentioned, my wife's father passed away and our house is full of flowers. We it's it smells like a funeral home in my house right now, so I couldn't add to that. But I did get a card and. You know, and uh, a couple other little things because it was a tough Mother's Day for my wife. But, uh, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, my wife does isn't into the Kentucky Derby because I don't think I can handle it. I, can, I don't think I can handle that whole dress up thing. I never really got it. Even when I went there, people all want to go. The rich people, they fly out on their private jets and they do what? They don't even watch the horses. They just dress up like clowns. And, and, you know, whatever, take pictures of each other. Who are we looking at? Who's that? Do we know? He's just random people I found. A random people with ridiculous hats and clothes that they'll never wear again. I know Brady liked that. Tom Brady was into fashion, so he'd get all dressed up and wear some r- ridiculous hat. But he would literally take a private jet with all his friends and do what? I mean, probably doesn't drink mint juleps. They got a lot of sugar in them, so he probably didn't drink those. I, I guarantee he doesn't really care about the horses. So what do you do? Just schmooze? I, I, 
like I said, I've been there. I got to hung, hang with Bob Newmeyer at the Kentucky Derby, which was pretty cool because he was you know, everybody's favorite handicapper. And they all wanted to hear what Newmey had to say. So I got to, you know, run with him at, at in uh, Louisville a couple of times, which is fun, but I never, I never got into the whole dress up thing, but let's get to the picture of, Oh, look at this clown. Is that his bare chest? Yep. Oh my God. Where do you buy stuff like that jacket or that vest or whatever the hell he's wearing? I have no idea. How do you look in the mirror and think, yeah, I look good. Let's get to that picture of uh, John Henry with his, uh, I believe it's his grandniece, his, uh, or maybe it's his granddaughter. I'm not sure. It's cute. I mean, spend time with your, with your niece or net or uh, grandniece. I, I think uh, people should do that, you know, particularly, Oh, maybe it's, it's, I don't know. It's mother's day weekend. Why would she spend it with her, her grandfather? It just seems kind of strange, but John Henry, while his baseball team was uh, circling the drain, I like, I think losing what six straight. They lost. Um, they they're like, they're three and 12 or three and 15. That's right. right. On the three, last stretch. I, Three and uh, three and in the last fifth, yeah, three and twelve, in the last fifteen. Absolutely circle and drain. But to, uh, see if you can find that picture and tell me, do they look upset that their baseball team sucks right now. Do they look upset that uh, they just got swept by the Chicago White Sox at home? Um, Looks like he doesn't remember he has a team. I always wonder how do you go through life knowing knowing that your wife just fell in love with your, with your money, with your money and your, your toys, your, your boats and your planes and yeah. knowing that this really, that, that that's really all that uh, attracted her to you. When, how, how does that work? How do you, I mean, didn't how she do you reconcile that? Didn't she come out and say like, she, uh, I forget what her words were, but why well, she, she didn't know. Him. Right. Didn't know who yeah. he was. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She didn't know that he had money. <laughs> right. She had him just fell in love. Didn't know. I mean, so she's making that up. We all know that. I'm looking at them now. The Red, the Red Sox are uh, 10 and 19. So bad. 10 games back on May 9th. It's 10 over. games back. That means it's over. And not only are these clown clowns, going to the Kentucky Derby with funny hats, but they're having a great time. It's just not a good look. I'm sorry. Not a good look. And uh, it's funny. I had, uh, you know, my brother-in-law had uh, Red Sox tickets uh, yesterday, Mother's Day, 1130 a.m. Uh, starting his, obviously they were busy. He, he was busy. His father just passed away. Nobody wanted them. Nobody. I don't think anyone even used them. I tuned in for like an inning. It sounded like a spring training game. There is zero energy. I think people have already given up on this pathetic team. They're behind Baltimore in the standings. That That is pretty amazing. Ten games back on May 9th. Uh, at least not but, the Reds, though. But they're having a great time at the Kentucky Derby and at whatever. They're soccer team. I don't know what soccer team they have. I'm sure they're having a blast with the soccer team, but I don't care that he's won. They've won four um, four World Series. This is why people don't like them. They're at the Kentucky Derby posing for pictures and schmoozing with their people, the beautiful people while their team, their baseball team circles the drain. You didn't bet on them over the weekend. Did you iron Ed? I don't touch baseball. You don't, you didn't have a, why do you touch basketball? You don't know anything about basketball. Do you? I watched so I watched the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't playing. No, they weren't. Was, well, I mean, like uh, I, I watch, I watch basketball and pay attention to it. I don't know why I'm criticizing you. <laughs> you, you, you won. You, 
Would you you did that with DraftKings? Did you go to yeah the casino up there in New Hampshire? DraftKings. All right. Now I'm loaded. Yeah, I'm surprised they're still standing. I'm surprised you didn't bust them. <laughs> uh, but the congratulations on you. You and your wife have a wonderful dinner. Now you can get in somewhere. If you went over the weekend, you can't get in anywhere. Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Now you can get in somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere decent. Where are you going to go? Applebee's or uh, or TGA Fridays? Where are you going to go? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get uh, Red, Red Lobster. Yeah, go to Red then, Lobster. Get some of those uh, cheddar biscuits. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. All right, have a good time. I'm glad you uh, had a good Mother's Day weekend. I'm glad you cashed in big time. But big time. Uh, uh, we will leave it there. We'll be watching for more protests and more firebombing and more screaming and kicking. And by the way, since we're at war with nuclear armed Russia, we'll keep you an update on the war. Each, every day, we'll give you some update on how many, you know, how many U.S. troops are heading to Ukraine. Can't wait. That's just going to be wonderful. Wonderful with all the other problems we have in this country right now, sending troops to Ukraine. Can't wait. But, hey, I guess uh, we got to win. Win, Rocky. Win. All right. That'll do it for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Iron Egg. Congratulations on your big win. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.